Welcome to Live Healthy Now with Nicola Mercer, a weekly show helping you get clear on the power of building sustainable, healthy habits to live the happy, strong life you are craving. It's time to stop waiting for happiness and burning yourself out trying to reach it. Each week we'll share insights into the world of health and well-being to help you learn which habits are the right ones for you without the overwhelm and confusion you feel right now. It's time to strip back and lay out the truth about why taking better care of yourself is the answer to the happy life you're striving so hard to create. Hi, welcome to today's episode of Live Healthy Now and I'm joined by another brilliant guest today. We're going to talk about stress, burnout and overwhelm, which are huge topics when it comes to health and well-being. We're seeing a big stress epidemic globally. So we've got someone very equipped to help us explore this topic and find out more about it. We've got Kier Wotherspoon joining us to yeah, really dive in and help you to understand what might be happening with yourself if you're feeling stressed and how you can implement some habits to support yourself and build more resilience. So welcome to the podcast. Hello, Nicola. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, you're very welcome. So with all guests, Kia, I'd like to start off by asking what your most impactful healthy habit is that you have in your wellness toolkit. Ooh, my most impactful healthy habit. Well, I'm going to have to say sleep. And why I'm going to say this is because for about five years, I neglected sleep massively when I was building my gym and it was something that I was getting about four or five hours sleep a night. It was ridiculous. But the more I start learning about sleep and how it impacts your performance, and this is something now that I'm really anal about and I spend a lot of time doing. So I have to say, I do have a lot of other habits as well, but I would say the biggest one is, is sleep. Oh, yeah, I love that. Sleep's one of my five pillars of wellness as well. So when it comes to sleep, I, what is kind of one or two things that you've, put in place to make sure you are now getting better quality and enough sleep so the biggest thing with sleep it is to have a regular bedtime because what we've got to be able to do we have to be able to Mm. regulate our circadian rhythm that is the biggest point of sleep so you kind of waking up on a morning one of the things to get up on a morning is to get out and get some sunlight in your eyes what that does it kind of switches on your circadian rhythm as soon as you do that you then start the countdown if you like to sleep um, but so by having that regular sunlight in your eyes and then having your regular bedtime like schedule, so whatever time it is you go to bed, that is the biggest thing you can do for sleep. That would promote a high quality sleep because it just regulates and you get to that same time every night and you start and feel tired and you kind of want to go to bed and go to sleep. Brilliant. And I always um, answer a question if I'm asked on, on podcasts about sleep with kind of the same answer in that it starts the morning when you get up and people are always quite surprised they'll go oh right oh I didn't expect you to say that because they think I'm going to focus on bedtime and evening which is definitely important and it's a part of it but um with you in that the way you start your day for example having sunlight movement some of the mindset stuff is really important isn't it with that body clock to make sure then when it is evening and bedtime that you are ready to sleep your body knows that it's time for you to go to bed yeah absolutely i mean i'm such an advocate for morning routines um you know morning routine was something that i've done a lot of research in and i've experimented with a lot of different protocols with myself and my clients 
but it was something that really helped me when I was in burnout, when I hit burnout with my gym, developing a morning routine was something that absolutely just changed everything for me because it, you pretty much, as soon as you start the day, it's, that's how your day is going to go. Now, if you start up and, and you're stressed and you're, anxiety, and you're full of anxiety and you, you can't go in reactivity mode, that's how the, your day is going to be for the rest of the day. You know, what you do in the morning predicts everything else from there. And, and I never used to be aware of that. And when I talk about my five pillars in the workshops I run, I always use my story and start with how my mindset was probably the thing that then negatively impacted my other four pillars, you know, the movement, nutrition, sleep and stress, because the way that I woke up, the thoughts that I had and how I spoke to myself was setting me up for absolute disaster every day because I was in such a negative downward spiral within seconds of my brain coming into consciousness each morning. Um, But I didn't know that back then. I had no idea that I was you know, helping me to feel even worse because of what I was starting off each day like. So, yeah, I love that. And I think we'll come on tomorrow. I definitely wanted to ask you a bit more about sleep because I know sleep is one of the areas that you you like to cover in the work you do because of how important it is and then that link to stress. So with stress, you know, burnout and overwhelm, we've all heard about stress. You know, we've all... I think always had an awareness of stress, maybe not really understanding what it truly is and how it how it works in our body. But burnout and overwhelm have definitely become two terms that are much more commonly used now, aren't they? And I think COVID, the pandemic, started to bring those more to the forefront for lots of reasons. Is that how you see it as well? Yeah, 100%. I think it's it's one of those terms. That do, yes, it does get branded around a lot now. Um, and I think good and bad. Bad side of it is a lot of people are jumping on the burnout bandwagon and you know claiming you know help you with burnout and all that type of thing. But without actually understanding what burnout is, and I think this is the biggest thing because what is burnout? And that's a lot of people aren't aware mm. of actually what burnout is because. Burnout isn't stress. And a lot of people think, well, I'm just stressed or I'm burnt out. And that's not what burnout is. Burnout is, it's been in a prolonged state of chronic stress for a period of time, for a long period of time. You know, burnout can, it's not something that happens in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. It's something that can be actually happening over years, even decades at a time. And for me, since I've been doing a lot of research and working with guys and experiencing it myself, it's having an understanding of what it actually is and how we can then you know, solve the issue really. Because like I said, it is something that is becoming more aware, which is a great thing because I think like the, health, the World Health Organization now, now recognizes it actually as a psychological condition as opposed to, you know, this was this mm. actually came about, burnout was actually came about in, in the 70s. That's when it was very first um, coined. Uh, and now, kind of in 2019, and only now it's starting to be recognised as occupational hazard, really. What you touched on there about the difference with stress, you know, is that, and, and this is why I, I kind of said we all know about stress, as in that it is part of human life, it's how we live, and that we all get it to some degree, but we don't, or majority of people don't have then the extra knowledge about what's actually going on in your body with it and how it works and then the risks if you are someone who's continuously experiencing stress and I think what a lot of people miss because of that is it doesn't have to be 
you know, stress from being in, I don't know, a really high powered job with lots of responsibility and weight over your shoulders. And, you know, that that really intense stress that you might see in movies or on TV, for example, it can just be very normal life stress that because of how you respond to it, if you have that for a prolonged period of time is enough to push you into burnout, isn't it? And that's the risk I think that we're facing is people think, oh, it's fine. This is just life. I'm, I just, you know, have to deal with this every day. But they don't oh. know what happens when you add that up over consecutive months and, or, 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 you know, even years it might take someone to then hit that burnout point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing is with stress, we need stress for growth. That, you know, without stress, you're not going to be able to grow. Mm-hmm. You need stress for growth. But it has to be controlled. You know, it has to be kind of counteracted with recovery strategies and, you know, healthy habits and those types of things. But I like to define burnout. When people say, well, what is burnout? What I kind of try to get them envisaged, I like to try to create mental models for people. And what I kind of say is, it's, imagine there's a big boulder in the middle of a road. Like you're walking across the path. You're walking the path to whatever destination you're trying to get to. And there's a big boulder in the middle of the road. Now, what most people do, what everybody does, what I've done when I have my gym, was just try to push this boulder out of the way without actually stopping. But you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing and you're not giving yourself any time to breathe or you're not giving yourself any time to sit back, reflect. And how can I approach this in a different way? How can I attack this in a different way? Or they become oblivious to this boulder in the way and they just stay still and they don't try to move forward. You know, and burnout can be, and there's actually three types of burnout. Um, but yeah, because you've got this kind of ball and it's just, you're pushing and pushing and pushing, but you're not trying to find a different strategy to get around it. And eventually you just become so exhausted, you have nothing left and you become defeated. You feel demoralized and you just lose all sense of purpose and passion. And this is the problem. This is where people get to. And that's when it's gone past the point of stress, you know, past the point of feeling, you know, a little bit tired or whatever it is that you, you've gone into that state of demoralization and you know depersonalization where you just you just you you feel defeated and and that's kind of what burnout is Mm. really Mm -hmm. so um, obviously there's a difference between burnout and depression because I just want to call that out because I think when you're describing it there again this comes down to people's understanding of depression you know and that they might think well they're not the same thing that you just hit a point where you can't cope anymore that it's too much but the two are very different aren't they you know burnout I mean both both illnesses have a lot of physical as well as the mental symptoms but yeah just to maybe set that up and help us understand burnout a bit more like what are the key characteristics if you were to experience burnout so the key characteristics of burnout is I'll go through the three types of burnout as well because then that'll make some sense and it'll add it'll build like the picture of burnout. So the key characteristics, the first one and the main one, is physical and emotional exhaustion. You know, again, imagine pushing that boulder. Yeah, you're pushing it, you're pushing it, you're pushing it, you become physically exhausted, you become mentally exhausted, you know, you deplete all your mental capacity and your physical capacity. And this leads to a lot of cynicism. You know, you become very resentful. Um, of maybe the people around you, you become resentful of your work, and then that kind of leads into like a depersonalization where you're not actually fulfilling maybe your dreams or ambitions, you're not getting the results that you want, and you become almost detached from the thing that you're doing. Um, and I think this is very different to again, mm-hmm. I'm not an expert in, in depression at all, uh, but this is the kind of difference between that. It's not, you know, the different depression is a completely different beast on its own. 
burnout is generally something that you can control because of your circumstances because it's generally down to more of that output you know you're trying to achieve burnout if you're trying to achieve something and you're not getting the desired results that is probably the best way to describe it you're trying to achieve something you can't get you're not getting the desired results and you're pushing against this resistance and eventually that weighs Mm. you down and weighs you down and that's what burnout is. And again, depression is completely different. Um, but there's actually three types of burnout. So the first type of burnout is over overworked, over over overworked burnout, overloaded burnout, sorry. Now, this is the most common. What people think of burnout is when, you know, you have those people who are just constantly working at a very, very high level. And, you know, again, what you were saying before, about you see on TV, you have this executive who is at this really high level and all of a sudden they're going to this kind of, crash and then you know, they're on the floor and in the corner and the, and the shake and then that doesn't really happen in real life it's just in the movies but it's that high level of constantly pushing without having those you know mental breaks and you again you just absolutely fry your brain and that's what it comes down to mainly it all, it all happens in your brain you, you kind of take your brain to its maximum capacity you push past that and you're kind of done um, and that's like overload then you have under challenged burnout which is under challenge where if you're kind of in a job or you're in, a, you're in your business and you're not challenged by it, like you're not challenged by the work that you're doing, you might be just kind of plodding along and, 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 and you're just not challenged by it and you become worn out and you become worn out because there's, there's no, go back to stress, there's not enough stress mm. in that challenge to push you on further. So you become burnt out because of that, which I found when I started reading about, it, I found that really interesting and kind of, you know, it's almost like, boredom burnout you know you, you're bored of the work that you do and you go on and you go on to work and you're bored of it you can become burnt out because of that um and that's what what i'm trying to kind of get across to people is not just this high level executive or person who's got a business who's working at a high level all the time it comes in in, in different tiers um and the, and the final one is that neglect um again let's use a guy who's in business because I've, I've experienced this myself when i very first opened my gym i had no guidance there was no structure I was kind of winging it and there was a lot of stresses to do with the business and but I had no guidance and no structure and again you become worn out because you start questioning your own abilities and you start having a lot of self-doubts and this is neglect burnout uh, so again it, it comes down into different tiers of where they're at and this is when I work with the guys I try to understand where they're at and then because each one's approached differently each part of that, then three T's of burnout approach differently. That's why it's under, having an understanding of what it actually is so you can break it down and then you can start applying strategies that you need to solve that. And, and as you said, you work mainly with men. Do you think that there is a, a significant difference between men and women and how they each deal with stress and then, you know, what plays out for them with burnout? Yeah, guys won't talk about it. <laughs> that's you know that mm. I've, I've worked with a lot of women like, I spent a lot of my early years as a personal trainer working with women and what I loved about that they were just so open like a lot of women I want they would just tell you what was the matter with you they would come in some of the things they would tell you you'd be like whoa but what I loved it because it was just a case <laughs> so open you much easier to help because they were open and honest guys aren't guys are holding back because you know we're kind of being mm. conditioned to you know man up and get on with it and you know don't show weakness and win conditioned all these ridiculous fixed-minded ways of living and 
we become, and, and, and from a mental capacity, probably there's no difference. It's just the fact we don't want to open up, we're too afraid to open up. And I think that's something that needs to change. And it is, I mean, it is something that is, you know, uh, you look at something like Steve Bartlett, for example, he's promoting this thing about mental health and everything and, you know, how people should be more open. And, and I love that all of these things are getting done, especially by someone as influential as him because he can get his message out to more people. Um, but again, from my perspective, that's why I want to work with guys mainly is because I know how it is. I know how you can sit on your problems and how they manifest. And without talking about them, how detrimental it could become to your mental health. Yeah, absolutely. And the the talking aspect is one that's so important. There's another podcast, I'm not sure whether it's going to have already come out when yours is out now or after I've done with someone else talking about this, you know, with depression and men's mental health and and the challenges that we still face as a society with normalising, speaking up. You know, we put a lot of pressure on the person who has the problem to be the one to speak up instead of, you know, just generally being very accepting of having conversations when you do feel good and then when you don't feel good and and so on because with burnout and stress again I think a lot of people feel as though it's just okay to go through that that it's a normal part of navigating a busy life Mm. and and so therefore they aren't necessarily sharing how hard it is you know obviously I work mainly with women and I, I do hear this so often, you know, in that it's kind of like, well, I, I, this is just life, isn't it? I just think, you know, the, they've hit a point where they know something needs to change, but at the same time they're telling themselves, oh, well, this is just how it has to be. Is there another way? Can there be any other way of doing things? Surely you've just got to kind of put up and shut up. But, yes, it's so important, isn't it? And with, with stress, I don't, are you able to share a little bit about that you know what what the difference is between stress and burnout you know what's good stress that would help us to perform in our lives i think it's what you've got to think about stress stress actually is what gets you out of bed in the morning like when you get up in the morning and this is why i go back to the sunlight on the morning you need to elevate your stress hormone which is cortisol like that's essential if you didn't elevate cortisol you wouldn't wake up in the morning so stress is essential for you to actually wake up stress is essential for alertness now, when we're talking about maybe like work-related stress and uh, business-related stress and all these types of things, these things are essential because it's what actually drives you forward. Because when you're stressed, it puts you in this high state of alertness. The problem is when you're excessively in this high state of alertness and you haven't got those recovery strategies in or you haven't got those, you're not identifying or solving the problem that is actually causing it. Again, bringing down a burnout, it's about something, there's a stressor. And this is the stress isn't isn't the problem. It's the stressor. What is this one thing or accumulation of things that is causing that chronic level of stress that you can't then bring back down to a normal level? You know, and it could be it could be anything. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways you can go. It could be something to do with the health. Could be something to do with the financial relationships. It could be anything. But it's identifying what that is because we need to understand that that level of stress we need for progress. We need it to progress in life to build our businesses to you know to show up every day and be there for our kids and families uh, but what we need to be able to do is control it to a level where it mm. doesn't burn us out and burn our brains out and that's essentially what that does it's it's like high level but all of the time it's like imagine you go to the gym right and 
you want to get stronger, but you go to the gym for 10 hours a day and you try to squat 100 kilos for 10 hours of the day, what's going to happen? You know, by half an hour, you're going to be on the floor, collapsed. You're not going to be able to perform anymore. If you do that every day, you're going to burn out. You're going to you'll probably die or something horrible. But you know what I mean? It's like the same happens to athletes. <laughs> yeah. Athletes can burn out because they don't have, they're constantly pushing at this high level. And it's good to push at that high level. We need that to grow. But if we're always at that high level, then that happens. It's about balance, isn't it? It's it's as you say, you know, you, you need to be aware of the stresses that affect you in a negative way. Like, what is it that's causing you to become really highly stressed and trying to work on those and have that awareness? And then having balance so that you do things that take you away from being in a stress state, but also that then building up your resilience and your mindset is a huge part of it, isn't it? Having the right habits to build that so that then when you do have those stresses, which are good ones, they don't affect you in a negative way. And certainly for me in my backstory, the way that I would be stressed was very damaging to my mental and physical health. And now I know that I'm still the same person. Things still stress me. And at times I do get more stress than maybe I should. Stress is definitely one of the things I'm continuing to focus and improve. But because of how much I've improved all of my other habits and my overall health, like there's, there's just less impact and less reaction, if you like, to the things that are still there in my life. I haven't took those stresses mm. away. Or, or some of them anyway, but the, the, they don't have the same response that they would have had like five years ago, for example. So I think it's having that balance, isn't it, with the good habits, the helpful habits, so that the stresses that are part of our lives every day don't then materialise in a way that becomes harmful for you in, in your health. Exactly. It's about building those, what you said at the beginning of this, about the resilience. Now, Resilience is so important, but you don't build resilience by going all in. And this is the thing, like, again, go back to guys who are running businesses. They're looking at these entrepreneurs who, you know, have probably been in business for a lot of years and they're comparing themselves to all of the success that they've had. Now, they're working all of these hours and, and, and all this type of thing. Mm-hmm. But you think about it. If you're just starting a business and you go in and you're working, like, all these ridiculous hours, you haven't, you haven't developed that capacity or the kind of resilience to take on the stresses of that business. Whereas somebody who's been in business for 20 years, what causes them stress now is much, much higher. Like the things that they have battled with, I don't know, when they very first start up, they've overcome them, they become resilient for it. They probably, again, let's use the gym as an example. It's like, I've been to the gym since I was 14 year old. Now imagine if I went to the gym with someone who'd never been to the gym in their life and they'd done the same workout as me. They're never going to recover from that. I can I can deal with that workout yeah. because I've built that resilience within my body. I've built that strength in my muscles. I've built all of I've had all of those years of development to be able to deal with that stress. Now, if I put somebody who hasn't had that in the same thing, they're just going to collapse. They're going to burn out. They're going to destroy themselves. And that's what we see a lot of, especially in today's social media world, because we said, "Oh well, you know, this is what I should be doing," and they're jumping into the deep end without actually being prepared for it and I think that you know again again, what you were saying is do you become resilient to the stresses that you 
accounted with? It might be someone or people listening, you know, who are struggling with stress right now. What's something that they can do to start to improve their response to stress so that they are, you know, aware of, of this path road to burnout and, and trying to make sure that they're not on that path, that stress becomes more normal for them in, in, in a healthier way? So, I mean, the thing is, again, when it comes and we're talking about like, dealing with a stressor, first of all, you've got to identify that stressor. And to me, this is the main problem that's 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 being kind of done. There's a lot of advice about health strategies and all these types of things. And yes, absolutely, you need to have these things in place. But unless you are identifying firstly that stressor, the things that you're putting in place mm-hmm. are kind of, they're not solving the problem. They're just causing short-term relief. But what I would say, so the first and foremost thing is to identify that thing that's causing the stress. And do you need help with that? Is it something you can solve on your own? Whatever that is. But then it's also about putting those practices in place. And the first thing I would say to people is sleep. Sleep better. Like go, just, if you're doing anything, go to sleep and, and start sleeping. Because when you sleep, that's where the magic happens. And that's, you know, that this is why I love sleep so much because it's, we don't know a lot about it. And that's why it's so magical, because when you sleep, this is when things happen. This is when you solve problems. This is when you get stronger. This is when your brain develops, your body develops. All these magical things happen when you sleep. So the first, in all your, your emotional state, you actually improve your emotional state just by sleeping better. So it's a case of if there was one thing that you had to do today, improve your sleep. And I know you touch on time as well. You you talk about like how important your energy is and time and time's usually the barrier that I see people putting in place to change and things in their life to being healthier and it's you know like I need more sleep but I haven't got time to sleep there's too much to do you know that kind of thing so how do we shift that mindset around time you know and and, and how important those 24 hours are in your total day it just it comes down to prioritization you know it's I, I hate there's a lot of people say, oh, you've got the same 24 hours in the day. I actually had a conversation with someone about this. And yes, we all have the same 24 hours in the day, but our 24 hours are made up differently. Now, coming from me, I have three kids and I'm building a business. My life is quite busy. It is really, really busy. And compare that to someone who has 20-year-old, who has no responsibilities, has all the time in the world, like, yes, we do have the same 24 hours in the day, but my 24 hours are a lot different to what that other guy's 24 hours is. But it's about prioritization. Mm. So it's about saying, okay, what do I deem important at this moment in time? Do I deem important watching Netflix at nine o'clock at night? Or do I deem important actually not watching TV, getting my journal out, writing a few things down? You know, I like to say, give your brain a request um request your subconscious before you go to sleep you know what problem you're trying to solve write that down because when you sleep is when your brain solves problems uh, thomas edison is one of thomas edison's quotes actually and um you know he was a pretty successful guy but i do like this because it, it actually what he was saying relates a lot to the literature now that when you sleep is when you solve problems so giving yourself a request to your subconscious before you go to sleep uh, so yes yeah, so if you're sitting on a nighttime and you're binge watching netflix or you're scrolling on your phone is that a priority you know again you can't just say, this guy's doing this, this woman's doing that. You, you don't know until you actually speak to somebody and you can identify maybe what they're doing. Uh, you can only make a, you know, um, an assumption. Uh, but 
from working with a lot of people, a lot of people do spend waste a lot of time sitting and watching TV, scrolling on the phones. Again, they're not putting these practices in place. They're not prioritizing. They're not making. They're not like they're not making priority things like sleep because it's it's it seems like it's unproductive. Well, I could I could get more one. I could get another hours worth of work if I stay up until ten o'clock. It's like you could, but that level of work that you're doing will be very very poor. You'd be better off going to bed earlier, get up an hour earlier because your creativity on the morning is going to be a lot higher. So that hour that you're doing on the night for work, say between nine and ten, you're going to actually get two or three hours worth of work done in the space of that hour because your creativity is higher. You're more focused, you're more alert. I, I totally agree with, with that on the 20, yeah, the 24 hours because it, we all have different commitments and, you know, things we have to do in our lives and everyone has different lives. But I talk about it being, you know, your own curated toolkit. It's There's a toolbox there of what you can do to improve and live a healthy lifestyle. But what tools you apply for your toolkit vary, depending on what you need, which usually comes from whatever season of your life you're in. And if you are someone that's got very young kids, that's very different to someone then like me who has a 15 year old who's much more independent and capable of, you know, getting some food for herself if I'm still working, for example. I could not have set this business up if she was only four or five years old because of what I would need to do and want to do at that age. So we've got to be compassionate to ourselves as well and realistic Mm -hmm. with what we can do. But exactly like you said it's about priorities because we all do have 24 hours and we all can do things in those 24 hours to improve our health it doesn't have to be a block of one hour to go to the gym or a block of 30 minutes to meditate you can do things in smaller amounts of time that still have a huge impact and and create a ripple effect as well but it's about knowing what you want and how you want to feel and then being intentional about how you make it happen because so many people just plod on and mourn and, and wish that their lives were different. You're like, oh, I wish I wasn't so stressed. I wish I had time. I'd love to eat healthier. But, you know, and then when you do start working with them and you start breaking it down, they're actually very surprised at how possible it is to change because of the way they're living isn't actually giving them what the the want. And so when they realise that, it then becomes a no-brainer to go, well, actually, I'm not doing that anymore. You know, it might even be spending time with a certain person. It's like, actually, that's not something that gives me what I want to achieve. So that's easily changed and swapped to something more valuable. So, yeah, it, it's about your perception of time, really, isn't it? It is. And, and just to touch on what you kind of say in there as well, it's, and it's like, say you, you know, we were told that we should get an eight or nine hours sleep a night. Now, I'm lucky if I can get to bed before nine o'clock. I'm sorry, I'm actually lucky if I can get my kids in bed before nine o'clock on the night. We have a young baby, <laughs> and she's only five months old. And I have two kids who are mm. very hyperactive on the night time, let's say. Um, and, it, you know, it, it, it can be, let's say, stressful to get them to bed on the night time. So... I'm not under any illusions that I'm going to be in bed by eight o'clock and have my nine hours sleep before I get back up at five o'clock. It's not going to happen. But what I can do is I can make the most of my time. So, okay, well, you know, I'll try to get in bed around about the same time every night. 
But what I want to do is I want to make that time that I've got, whether you've got five hours to sleep or you have nine hours to sleep, I want to make that the best quality sleep that I can. That is the best that I can do. Yeah. It's like going to the gym. I go to the gym and I set the time for 45 minutes. I'm in the gym and I'm out by 45 minutes. Could I spend there an hour? Time-wise, I don't have the time to spend an hour there, but I could quite easily train for an hour or 90 minutes. I just don't have the time. So I set a time for 45 minutes. If I don't get my gym done, it doesn't matter. I leave because that is the only time that I have. But I try to get as much as I can done in that bit of time. And again, it's down prioritization. Okay, I've got 45 minutes this morning to get done. Let's see what I can get done today. Okay, I've got seven hours to sleep. Let's see how good I can get my sleep tonight. And that's what I mean by prioritization. Mm. It's making it important. Not so much that you kind of say, well, well, I'm going to sacrifice my family so I can go to bed early. It's like, no, no, it just, how can I make the best of the time that I've got? It's all about like boundaries, isn't it? You know, knowing what you want to achieve. So being intentional about, I am going to prioritize sleep. Intentional about, I am going to move my body. Intentional about, I am going to do activities for my mindset, like journaling or, or meditating and so on. And then putting boundaries in place, that mean that is the thing you're going to protect and do and, you know, you've committed to. So that mm-hmm. then if a program comes up on the TV, you go, well, actually, no, because I've, you know, I've, I've ring fence this time to do journaling and I know that that's important. And I find, you know, once you've set that intention, you can then, you know, be much more committed to making sure it happens. And that, I think that's the power I see with people that, that grows and empowers them even more is when they start doing those things which can and probably do feel very hard to begin with once you start to feel the benefit then that feeling of being in control over how you're living and what you're spending your time doing and then feeling the way it makes you feel because of that you want more of that so then it becomes easier to say actually I am going to prioritize going to sleep or I am going to prioritize working out and so on and I think just kind of to to wrap it all back up to the stress and and burnout, it's just it's just so important that people see where those activities and and habits are taking them, isn't it? You know, it can be easy to miss the fact that the bad habits are pushing you onto potentially a road of burnout or overwhelm or other mental illness or ill health. And and you know, having that awareness so that you can get intentional about the healthy helpful good habits to say yeah these are going to play out over time and help me to feel so much stronger and happier and deal with stresses that come out up in life so that you are you know overall just in a much happier place because that's what it's all about at the end of the day we all want to live a happy fulfilled life don't we it does and and it it all boils down to your health at at the end of the day it's it's like if you Mm. It's, it's, it's all about just having, it's building habits. It's like building habits, rewiring your brain um, and going from that sort of fixed way of, of being to open yourself up to new perceptions and new habits. And these don't happen overnight. Like if you want to get in, in the, you want to get in good shape, then if you join a gym and you've never been to a gym in your life, that's probably going to be very intimidating and you might not stick to it. Just go for a walk. If you get up early and go for a walk, make that a habit. Because then what you can do is, I like to differentiate the difference between an activity and a habit. The habit is exercise. So whether you go for a walk 
or whether you go for a 90 minute gym session, it's still that habit. Yeah, exercise is the habit. The activity is what you do then. Build yourself up to be able to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. Build yourself up to do all of these other things that you want to do. But start with that little thing first. Like, okay, I want to get healthier. Yeah. I'm just going to go for a walk. Build that habit in. Eventually you become, you, you know, you develop your brain and you rewire your brain to be somebody who exercises or somebody who exactly and, and that's like me I, I used to get a lot of comments when I used to be based in in the office at Nike people would say oh you've got so much willpower you're so good you're so committed you oh how do you manage to go to the gym and it's because I'd made that habit it's who I am it's my identity I'm someone who exercises you know I, I oh. dislike when I go on holiday not being able to move my body in the normal way, I, I usually try and take workout kit. I was, wasn't like that years ago. This has been probably over the last seven years or so that it's really become part of who I am. So that whether it ends up being, you know, a 15 minute walk or a 45 minute weight session in the gym it doesn't matter because as you say the habit is that I've moved my body it, it, I've got this need that I, I it's part of how I go about my day and live and and that's when it becomes easy because of flows in your life and who you are you don't have to remind yourself remember to do it force yourself and battle mentally with why you should or why you shouldn't it's just there isn't it it's it's as you know kind of easy as the fact you have to exactly one thing you mentioned there that's just summed all out of brilliant it's part of who i am and that that mm -hmm. you couldn't put that any other in a better way it's part of who i am but part of who you are takes time to develop doesn't it and that's why a lot of people fail because they know they want to change and they know they want to feel different to feel better and they just want it there and then. You know, as humans, we're, we're being primed to want instant gratification and reward, especially the way we've evolved as society now. You know, we want that that success, Lovely. the win straight away. Yeah, so then when you, you'll have seen this over the years with, with training in the gym, people are like, I just want to be fit or I just want a six-pack or I just want to lose two stone. And then when it doesn't happen straight away, they get, you know, down about it and, and start the whole self-doubt negative spiral of, well, I can't do it. I'm not a person who's like that. I can't keep this up. It's too hard, blah, blah, blah. So they give up and then the, that story becomes ingrained that, well, I'm just not a person who can do X, Y, Z, whatever it is. But then... You know, it, it it they're missing the point of it's a it's a journey, it's a constant journey, isn't it? And it's about becoming that person rather than having that goal of two stone or a six pack, yeah. and then you've got it, and it's like, oh, I can breathe, I can go back to normal life again. It's that's not how it works, and that's why so many people fail because that's the mentality that and approach that they have, isn't it? It does, and unfortunately, again, we live in this world where it's, it's you can get this result. And it's not about the result. The result is just something that you may or may not get. The whole point of it is about the process. Mm -hmm. It's about the development. It's about that journey that you go through to changing the person that you want to be. And But that's not sold because it's not sexy. Like people don't want to be told about what's a journey, it's a process, and this is how you develop. And so you become a better <laughs> person and a healthier person. And because, but I want to lose two stones. Mm -hmm. like, that's great. Like have that as a, as a, as a, as a, a vision and you'd love to get to that. But, when you become tied to that, you lose the enjoyment. It's like don't go don't don't go and do exercise that you don't enjoy. 
because if you do that, you will resent it. Then you will you will you will kind of say, well, exercise, I hate it. But actually, if you try something that you like, it's like don't build a business that you don't enjoy. Don't do work that you don't enjoy because you end up resenting it. And again, it comes back down to that burnout. If you're pushing against something you don't enjoy, you're going to end up resenting it. You're going to become cynical. You're going to have, you're just going to, you know, you're going to hit that point of overwhelm and and stress, excessive stress, and eventually you become burnt out. Mm. It happens in all different modes and, and i've been there i've experienced burnout you know a couple of times actually and really felt the physical impact of that you know to a point of not really being able to even get up and function in the day and struggling mentally in in lots of different ways as well because of just constantly being in that push that hustle mentality mode and i think for me, how I've seen like COVID and the pandemic play out, it, it it gave people a lot of opportunity to reflect. You know, not everybody had time, like, you know, I had to work full time the whole way through it. But I think it, it, it pressed the pause button in a lot of respects for people to go, oh, hang on, I've got one life and it's very fragile. You know, certainly what happened with people in COVID and, and all of the deaths and and just ongoing health problems we've seen because of it it's definitely woken a lot of people up to how fragile and short their lives are and so I think you know when we've started resuming normality it it, people have realized that that pace of life is just very difficult to maintain and you know it's not something we can obviously really solve here um or talk much more about but it's just I think yeah starting with the awareness of maybe that extra pressure you're putting on yourself to have it all and do it all and achieve it all and you know that society's led us to believe will equal your success and your happiness that you want and just I think taking this opportunity to think about where you are at in your life and what is causing you stress what could be done different and do you need to change something because we spend a long time at work you know we spend a lot lot of time trying to achieve what we think is success without really taking that step back to to well just refine it I think for who we are rather than what we think we should be be doing um so I just wanted to kind of wrap up um, Kia, with I, I saw on I can't remember if it was one of your posts or on your your website that you talk about three rules for life, and I thought these were maybe good takeaways for people. I, I usually ask for like one uh, tip that someone can put in place for a habit. I know we had a bit of a tip earlier for overwhelm with sleep, but you talk about your three rules of life, which I love. Which are you working on projects that bring you happiness, which I think we've just kind of been diving into a bit there you know doing things that fill you up spending quality time being present with people you love and then doing something every day that that helps strengthen your body and mind so with those three things like what would be something you could say to someone to get started with what what would be a good one that links again into I mean they're all going to help reduce stress but what, what advice would you suggest I mean the biggest thing what I've kind of noticed is a lot of people are doing work they don't enjoy and I think that is the biggest cause for burnout because they're doing things that they don't enjoy. Find something that you may not mm. be in a position where you can say, well, I'm just going to quit this and I'm going to go and do this. Maybe not. But what you can do is you can start something you enjoy. You can start a project. You can do something that's going to give you happiness and fulfillment. Um, it could be just writing online. It could be writing blogs. It could be taking doing photography. Do, do something that gives you purpose 
that maybe in the future you can make some money from and it could become a full-time thing. I think if we all have little projects to work on, that brings a lot of self-satisfaction. And we need that. As humans, we need to have that level of fulfillment and that satisfaction. Identify what that is and go and start working on that today. Obviously, the second one is about the, the, the family and the relationships. It's like, just spend some time and, and just watch your kids play. Get down and play with your kids and smile at them. And, you know, just try to switch off from all the stresses of work and everything else that's kind of going on and be present in the moment. And I know that's kind of sounds a little bit woo-woo with a lot of people, but it, it is just being more present in the moment and saying, you know what? It doesn't matter what's going on because at this moment in time, I have this opportunity to spend some time with my wife, my husband, my kids. I'm going to savor this time because something might happen tomorrow and I don't get an opportunity to do this again. You know, God forbid that doesn't happen, but you don't know. You can't say, well, I've got the next 20 years yeah. to live. You could go outside and get knocked over by a car. You could. Yeah. It, you know, just savor those moments. And again, you just do everything that you can do every single day, whether it's just a, a walk, better on your sleep, just take a box. I like to have three buckets, three buckets. But even if it's a grain of sand in each bucket, every single day, a grain of sand, a grain of sand, over time that is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yes, it's not going to happen in six weeks. But guess what could happen in 10 years? You could have a bucket that's half full that used to be empty, all because you did a little bit of sand every single day, every single day, in each bucket, three buckets, one, two, three, one, two, three, every single day. And, you know, that that's how you change your life and that's how you become happy. In my opinion, I love that. It's so simple. And this is what I would leave you with is for anyone listening is it is simple. It might not be hard to or easy to do, but it's so simple to make big change. And exactly as you've just explained there with that bucket analogy, it's just about adding that grain of sand every day and you will see a difference because of that. And when you were explaining, um, or suggesting what someone could do there. One of the things that came to mind as you touched on, you know, we have got one life, is that regret that's cited in, in I love, it's one of my favourite books, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying, is, you know, one of those five regrets is that they wish they'd spent more time with the people they loved because mm -hmm. we just think, oh, I've got to do, I've got to do, and, you know, I've got to keep going and that hustle mentality again. And, and it's not just about, you know, um, thinking well I have to do it today because I might not have tomorrow it, it's much more than that it impacts your well-being and happiness like twofold or you know hundredfold doesn't it so take those opportunities and even if it is just that five minutes when you come home from work to switch off and spend a bit of time just engaging maybe you do it over your evening meal or bedtimes and, and so on but those things do wonders I know when my daughter was young I used to love bedtime and story time and when she got to an age where she didn't want a story anymore I felt the loss of that because I, I got so much oh. from that for me and and that's something that I, I felt you know and thought oh I'm disappointed now that that's gone because I was gaining from that for my own well-being so well, yeah I really you. enjoyed chatting yeah it's been great yeah, Thank so, you so much um, wisdom and, and yeah. Thank you for having me You're on. very welcome. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Do you want to just share where anyone can reach you and find out a bit more about you if they'd like to? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I do have uh, on LinkedIn. Um, I'm actually in the process of 
putting our website together now, which is why yesterday, Nicola, when you were messaging us, I, the links weren't working. So I, I am putting everything together with my website at the minute. Uh, but uh, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn is pretty much where I spend most of my time. Um, but I do send out a weekly newsletter. Um, if you want that, then obviously I can, you can send me a DM or whatever. Find me on social and I can send you and get a weekly newsletter update. Um, yeah, and I've, I think I've sent you a link, Nicola, to a video. So, you know, check the video out if it's something that anything that I've been talking about today resonates with you. Uh, maybe check out the video. I've got a five-minute video where I explain kind of what I do. Um, and there's a couple of case studies in there that you can kind of listen to. And this is the thing. It's I don't like... Again, we're living in this world where everything gets pushed on everybody. It's like, you need this, you need this, you need this. And it's a case of, look, kid, hey, this this is what I do. If you want to come and learn more, then come on over. If not, cool. Maybe, it's, you know, you can go somewhere else. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, that's what the video is for. Just, okay, this is what I do. If you want to work with us, cool. If not, that's all right. Exactly. And, and this is why I bring different guests to the podcast, because everyone's, at a different point in their life, experiencing different things. Some things are going to be hitting people right where they're at now. Others, they might know someone else who's struggling with this and they can pass you on to them or they just take something from it that helps them in the future. It's fine. And as you say, it's about, you know, especially when you are trying to make improvements with your health, find people who you resonate with because the community the environment you build around you massively helps you to drive those changes you want to make. So for me and my journey, that's been a massive part of how I've managed to grow and develop and change my life because of the people that I've, you know, curated in my social media feed, in my email um, inbox and so on. So yeah, if, if cares yeah. someone who you think actually he could help me, Definitely get get on your email list and you do some brilliant videos as well on your social media. Thank you. And what I just like to add to that as well, Nicola, is 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 like if you follow people who like listen to a podcast like this and that'd be like I've resonated and what you're saying resonates, then start getting information from these people because you can actually work a lot on your health without actually needing help, if that makes sense. A lot of, I know you give mm. a lot of good advice. Um, you know, I give out a lot of good advice. And you can use these, you can implement these strategies. They're not meant to say, look, you can get in lean as can be in six weeks time follow this method or whatever it is there's a lot of free advice out there and as long as you follow on the right people then you can actually use a lot of these strategies easily into your life and start making changes that's a great way to end that's what we're all about on the live healthy now podcast living healthy now by you know listening being inspired and hopefully taking some action on the back of that brilliant so thanks again Kier. thank you very much Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please remember to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. It would be really appreciated if you could leave a rating and review so other people can find us and build their own healthy, happy life. You can follow Life Now Coaching on all social media platforms and visit our website at lifenow.uk. Links are in the show description. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation and can't wait to see you again next week for more tips on living healthy and happy right now. Take care.